joining. So, of course, my name is Dawn. Um, I am the host of a podcast called Pretty in Politics. Uh, the goal of my podcast and the goal of my political career for the past seven or so years has been to inform um, folks on voting rights uh, and more so just voter education. The biggest thing is that I just want to keep folks informed on decisions that folks are making about us without us. So, um, I thought it was really, really important to bring someone on. So today I brought on Christian Alexander. And so really briefly, okay, so if y'all don't know, me and Christian, uh, we let we met initially in 2019. We interned together. Um, and at first we kind of just linked up because like we were the only black people and it was just like, you know how that goes. Um, but um, we also became really, really cool. So um, honorable, honorable mention, he is also, uh, my ex and Harper's father. So if you see that same exact face, that's obviously Harper. Um, but most importantly, um, Christian is just a political megamind, I would say. He's probably one of the smartest people that I know. Um, when it comes to politics, he's always probably the first person that I consult with on most things in politics. Um, he really, really knows his way around. He's in local politics. And um, he is the one we all look to. My mom will call anytime and be like, ask Christian what he thinks about such, such, such. So he is the person that we always go to about he's the politics. So that is why he is here. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Christian, go ahead. Hello, everybody. I'm Christian. I think it was a great introduction. And I'm like, awkward, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> hey, y'all. Yes, uh, Don and I have a beautiful child together. She looks just like her pappy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I am a political consultant, uh, organizer, and I own a firm called JCC National. And our goal is to help people connect um, just in the political landscape. And thanks for having me on the Pretty and Politics, Politics Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Should have I should have been had you on, but you already know how that goes. Um, okay. So let's just get into it because we don't have much time. So um, yesterday was election day. Uh, what we got out of election day was a bunch of runoffs. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, first, I want to talk about the voter turnout yesterday. So in 2022, we had about 2, 2 million voters that were actually registered. Um, of that 2 million registered voters, uh, about half of that, maybe not even half, showed up to actually vote in 2022. This year for our local elections, we saw not even close to 20%. So, um, we had really, really low voter, voter turnout, you know, for our local elections, and we continue to, um, but we did get 13 out of the 14 propositions passed in the state of Texas. Um, and then out of all of our city council races, we have seven that are going to runoffs. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. So first of all, let's just start with, um, what did you get from yesterday? Like, what are some of your major takeaways? Um. <clears throat> I think the biggest is that um, the organizers in the city, we need to find a better way to meet people where they are. Um, and I think we kind of need to shed the archaic way of how we go out into the communities and try to like build connections politically. What does that, a lot what of has, people, what does that look like? You said, what does it look like? What has that look um, like? Yeah. I mean, traditionally, I think it looks like, I mean, what we 
you've seen, just like the, the traditional uh, poll programs at the polling stations, people not really spending a whole bunch of money like in the field on more relational organizing tactics. I think that we are stuck in a place of what, uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But it's not necessarily broken, but it doesn't work very well. Uh, but the folks who have been implementing these strategies time and time and time and time again, um, there's no um, there's no new movement in that space, so they don't necessarily feel the need to have to like evolve. But the numbers show that they're going to have to evolve eventually, or less and less people are going to participate in our local democracy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's just go through some of the runoff races that we're looking at. So obviously the mayoral um, was taken to runoff. So that's Sheila Jackson Lee and Whitmire. Um, so even with them going to the runoff, Sheila Jackson Lee was still trailing by at least 10,000. What do you think she has to do or her team has to do to bridge that gap? Uh, like I was saying earlier, that, that, that field program has to be robust. Runoff on elections are huge. I mean, like, people don't want to go out and vote twice. Now, I'm, I know black people don't want to go out and vote twice. I already did it once on election day, and then you're going to ask me to get off work or talk to my supervisor about doing this again. That's going to be tough. So, I mean, both campaigns are going to really, really, really have to hit the ground running and get some people, some eloquent people out there on the street to be able to talk to people. They're going to need to go to some churches. I personally think, and I'm a real big advocate for hard-pressed field programs, all candidates are going to get the biggest return on investment on those kind of endeavors versus doing texting or email phone calls or trying to put a commercial up because our politicians are so far removed from our everyday lives. It's a, the impression is so much larger if you come and speak to me versus you trying to reach me through a medium that's not as personal. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw for sure with a lot of candidates were endorsements from other elected officials and things like that. Do you think those things are effective? I don't think they carry the weight that they used to because the voting demographic has changed especially as the the core voters get older um and the younger voters who have been largely ignored all of this time are growing up into being those core voters we don't hold those older elected officials at the same regard and they're not i would say like they're not like celebrities to us or anybody that it's like hey oh yeah you know, Mayor Turner said that I should go vote for Dave Martin. Well, like, okay, yeah, cool. But I mean, I don't think it sways anyone. I mean, in a lot of age demographics, I think you'd have to get upwards to in the 57 to like 70 range for like those endorsements. Like those people are looking for what those people think and they're more politically engaged than I think the rest of the population. Yeah, I think endorsements work for like national, like more so federal elections maybe. Um, just because, like, locally, I don't think folks care about celebrities, you know, if they're worried about their streets being messed up. Um, okay, so let's talk about the other races. Okay, so we have, so, uh, Tarsha Jackson won her district. We have, we came in, won her district. Um, so what do you think about District D's race? So, Kara Shabazz and Travis McGee are going to run off. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty unique because I didn't see a lot of... Yard. I didn't see a lot of yard signs for Travis McGee. I didn't see any of that. But he has. He's like he is always in the community. So what do you think about that race? 
Travis has a lot of community uh, support. I was actually talking to a colleague about Travis the other day. Um, and I think that as a candidate, Travis has a lot of momentum like going forward. Personally, do I think he's going to be Councilwoman Shabazz? I don't know. Uh, it's tough. It's going to be a really long shot for him. But I do think like in the Houston political scene, like Travis is like a rising star, um, especially because of things that he does in the community. So as long as he keeps that stuff up, eventually, like I think he'll reach that goal. Uh, but right now, it'll be like a really big long shot because I mean, like Councilwoman Shabazz, she's a big dog. Yeah, she she's not a small game out here, yeah. uh, and so you got you kind of got to respect those before you. And she she been putting in the work. I mean, just like us young politicos, the older ones too, they've been grinding for a really long time. Yeah, and so I mean, even you know, even though we may be different in age, the journey is probably still the same. Mm -hmm. So, and I think like this might be her time right now, but his time is definitely coming. But I could be wrong. Yeah. So what do we think about, because you said, you said that, what do we think about people like Lloyd uh, Ford, who actually, I saw Lloyd almost everywhere. Um, he definitely was on the ground. So what do you think about folks like that? Since you were talking about young politicos who are just trying to get in and kind of the fight that we have when there are folks who have, you know, been doing this work for years and years. Uh, I, I mean, I know Lloyd, we went to Prairie View again. I know Lloyd for a long time. Lloyd is a great dude. And Lloyd has really been out there humping. I mean, he's been on the ground running. All the h bad meetings we had, and I know he went to Chase Queen and other endorsements. I think he too was a rising star in the community um, in Houston. And that one day, like he gonna achieve his goal. It's just, politics is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a marathon. Yeah. Some people wait, you know, Joe Biden in his eighties, right? When he became the president. So, like, he was up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might not happen when you want it, but it will happen eventually. So, I think Lloyd just needs to keep on pressing. He does have tremendous support behind him, and he has an impressive movement that he's put together. And I think that as long as he keeps pressing and he keeps the right minds around him, it'll be well. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one we'll talk about. So Tony Busby um, and Mary Huffman, she literally almost had it. She was short 270 votes. And so now they're going to run off. What do you think when folks like Tony Busby, who also ran for mayor, um, are, are running and, and what that would look like? Tony Busby is Tony Busby is an interesting character. Uh, I like Tony Busby. I think he's I think he's a cool person. I met him when we were on the uh, when he ran for mayor the first time. Um, I don't know him so in depth, but I think that he does have a passion for public service. Um, I think people who have a lot of money at times get like bad raps for like wanting to go into public service because we do see kind of that like oligarch time kind of presence coming in like when they got a lot of money. Uh, but I don't think like with Houston being a mayoral strength government like mm -hmm. the mayor is the safe strong guy. mayor you know so I don't, I don't think that plays into this i think he's just trying to be a public servant i think that maybe he has reached a point in his professional career where he would like to pivot to do something different um that's like not of the in his norm um i think that's what this is because going from running to be the mayor to then stepping back and trying to go to a city council race yeah. to me that shows like it one it shows he's not giving up because it's something that he's getting in the public office is something that he's really thinking about. Because he went backwards. He started at the highest and then went backwards to try to get in and he made it into a runoff. I don't know that region very well, 
but Tony Busby does have a good name ID and he got deep pockets. So that might be interesting. Okay. Yeah, it will be. Um, okay, so let's talk about the voter turnout. So as I mentioned earlier, um, it was less than 20% for voter turnout for this local election. I think out of people who are 18 to 34, it was not even like 5%. Um, so what do you think like, why do you think folks are so resistant to voting in local elections? Um, I just think they're not enthused. Um, as well as, you know, are the people getting what they want? I mean, the city cuts off my water like four or five times a week without notice. <laughs> um, and I can call and call and call and call and not much will get done. And I know that there are thousands, maybe millions of Houstonians who feel the exact same way. So like, you know, what's the point in me participating in this? Y'all don't listen to me. I don't feel included in this. I mean, I don't know, do you feel included in government? Like as a person, I don't necessarily feel included in government and I work in politics. So if, I mean, if I feel like that and I'm, I'm around people who help orchestrate the system, imagine how the ordinary citizen feels. Yeah, so like in which, in what ways do you think the candidates should be working to engage the non-voters? Because I mean, that is true. I think folks are just not enthused. And like you said, it's already a really heavy lift to get people to the polls. And then when they're not seeing results, so like they're not seeing their candidates, they voted for a win or they're not seeing solutions to the problems that they had in the city. Um, so what do you think the candidates should be doing to engage folks? I mean, I think, I think the candidates, I think all candidates, and this is not like just in our local elections, I think all candidates should take a more humanistic approach to their campaign styles and they should get away from like this big flashy, like I'm the like I'm the I'm the main show, right? Like I would prefer my candidates to present themselves more like public servants than rock stars. So don't pull up in an enclave of like black suburbans to the event where like everybody grandma is. We don't want to see that. We want to see you be regular. We want to see you be normal. That's why people really liked Beto because he would come out with his sleeves rolled up and he looked like a regular person. Bernie Sanders looked like a regular person. Uh, the guy up in Pennsylvania, he looked like a regular person. Uh, my the sister, uh, Latin sister up in New York, uh, the, 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 the congresswoman. Oh, ALT. Uh, yes regular person like we can see this trend and it's not even just on like democratic side we can go to republican side and see that that trend is the same people are tired of feeling di disconnected to the folks that are supposed to represent us yeah. and most people live most a lot of people live below the poverty line the middle class is in shambles and if you got a politician walking around in a ten thousand dollar suit with a rolex on hopping out suburbans, you don't feel approachable. He's not somebody that you can go with, feel like you can have a conversation with. You feel like he might scoff you. So I feel like, like we should all, they should tone it down. The glamour need to be toned down and the grit need to be turned up because if we, if what they saying is that they want to bring back the American people, then like the American people are getting greedy because we broke and we hungry. Yeah. I mean, so what does that look like? So tone it down and then having some drink so knocking on doors and knocking on doors calling people yourself right like call time is like the number one thing that consultants have a problem getting candidates to do mm -hmm. sit down at their desk and call people yeah but i would give if obama called me when he was running for office i would have gotten my whole relationship right. <laughs> 
I'd have gave him my entire refund check. He'd have called me himself and been like, appreciate <laughs> America needs you. I'd have been like, bro, I got you. Like, just like that. But think about how enamored you would feel if they called you. Think about if you was one of Sheila Jackson Lee supporters and she called you. I'm talking about a little person. Not like yeah. a big person. Like, you're not somebody that can sway votes here and there or whatever, but they, she just called you. Yeah. You would tell everybody. You would call your, you would call every, you would text everybody in your phone. You would let everybody know that Sheila Jackson Lee called you. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like it's like humanizing us. Like see me. Like you want me to see you, I see mm -hmm. you. You want me to vote for you for sure. You want me to be a part of your movement, but I don't feel nothing though. Yeah. Like you want people to move with you, you gotta make them feel something. It's almost like music. You gotta make them feel something. You can't just say come vote for me because do you think that like those sort of decisions are a reflection of the team? And so because it's a reflection of the team, should candidates be looking at their team as far as like age-wise, age-wise, because it's like more of like an innovative push that you're talking about? Or I what do you think? I think the candidate has to want to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, because like I tell anybody before, like before I go into agreement with anybody, I let them know, if we're gonna start a campaign, this is like building up a small Fortune 500 company really fast. And the candidate is the CEO of the company. Me as the consultant, I am like the the right hand of the king from Game of Thrones. Like I'm here to like let you know like this is what moves and stuff and stuff we should make. But ultimately you have the final say in this. So like it's the candidate that shapes what it looks like. It's just like it's the CEO who shapes the culture of the workspace. So that has to be a top down thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so beyond uh, what you talked about, like folks not wanting to return for you know, the runoffs in December. What other hurdles do you think the candidates will run into as they gear up for elections in December? Uh, I think funding will be limited. So, you know, I don't know where they're going to get this extra money to like continue this push uh, for the next month. I think funding might be the biggest hurdle um, because the like everything is kind of thinned out. So like trying to make sure they got money and really trying to like reach those voters. The the candidates who came in on the tail end, their biggest push is finding those voters that they didn't get right. before. Like right. they really need them. They really yeah. They, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the hardest part. Because you, you got And I think that's back. what's interesting about the mayoral race too is that um Gilbert Garcia got about ten thousand votes. And so I, I think I'm wondering where like his voters will go and then the rest of the folks on the on the ballot, like, you know, the candidates are gonna have to work to grab those voters. Mm -hmm. And and I'm wondering like what that will look like. And so you think that that looks like door knocking, them actually getting on the ground and I, having like a real presence. I think so. I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, because the voters that, so, if, if I go to a poll and I vote for you, I'm 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 your people the first time. But I'm your people. So yeah. the people who voted for those other people, they're not my people. Right. So the easiest way to book, to form a bond with somebody that's not your people is to make it personal. Like yeah. you need to go where they are. I need to see you. I need to feel you. Like, are you somebody that I can trust? Do I feel like you got my community's best interests at heart? Right? Like, are you gonna are you gonna like shun me when I ask you the hard questions? You know, but you know, your staffers gonna answer the phone. You need help, yeah. like yeah. stuff like that. So, 
you know, they believe that the person that they voted for initially was that person. So now you got to reconvince this other person. Right. Well, look, I know that they was your number one, but here's the reason why I'm a strong too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So is there anything else that you, um, you talked earlier about black, the black voter turnout. Is there anything else that you want, any other takeaways that you have about yesterday? Um, no, nah, I, I really just, I can't stress enough that like the field games are weak out here. Yeah. I, I mean, like, again, no disrespect to anybody, but just the movement, the proof is in the pudding. Like, yeah, it's in the pudding. Like the numbers show it. Like that's field. Mm -hmm. If the if the voter turnout numbers are going down, like we're not doing a good job organizing our, organizing our communities in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's immediately the first thing that I thought is. I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, can't say who was working on most of the campaigns, but the field like that that footwork has to change, and so hopefully they they create some sort of plan. Um, well, I appreciate you joining and I always appreciate all of your expertise and then also all of your unseriousness in most times. Uh, but this has been super duper great. And so for folks who have missed this for whatever reason, this will be saved and posted to my page. Do you want to uh, leave some of your social media handles where everyone can find you? He's also an entrepreneur guy, so he has a gazillion things going on. So do you want to go ahead and share um some of your social media handles yeah so um for all of my like political stuff like this uh even though i'm on this page which is a uh, big pan because i'm a dynamic entertainer if you have not seen me on stage you should definitely come uh, i'm actually gonna be uh doing a red balloon show shout out my boy germ uh shout out red balloon and bro your name is it's fleeing me right now but i love you <laughs> can't remember your name right now. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can follow me at Big Pan if you want to check that out. Um, Christian in focus. Christian spelled just like you love Jesus in focus, like you're focusing your camera. That's where you're gonna find that's where you're gonna find all of my political and my more serious content. Uh, if you would like to stay engaged in what's happening on in your local state and federal government. Well, thank you and thank everyone for joining and I will talk to you later. Bye.